Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. This is your host, Natalie Abbott. And today we are talking one last time about this mustard seed faith that we have. And the verse that we're looking at is from Matthew 17, 20. It says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And today we have uh, with us one more time, Lacey Rabelais, and she is going to be kind of breaking it down for us a little bit. We're going to talk a little, we're going to get a little nitty gritty and talk about what does it mean when we feel like we don't even have that mustard seed? Like what happens then? So welcome, Lacey. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining me one last time. One more. Yeah, lady. Um, So we're going to get a little nitty gritty today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those moments when our faith is just like, you know, at this, the context of this verse is that the disciples aren't able to perform this miraculous healing. And Jesus says to them, you know, you have such little faith, right? And then they say, why couldn't we drive it out? Because of your little faith. Um, and then he says this verse to us, truly, if you have the faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you can do this amazing thing. So what do we do when our faith is on empty? Have you ever felt that way, Lacey? Totally, totally, totally. I think probably one of the hardest things that I couldn't wrap my mind around was in 2015, I had a miscarriage. I mean, I think immediately everyone, it's just our human nature to say why. You know, you try to figure things out. There's part of you that's why of, you know, just your body or science or whatever. But why God? Why would you let this happen to me? All of those kind of questions. And it can quickly lead down a rabbit hole of darkness. Thankfully, it it wasn't horrible because I didn't, my community didn't let it get that way. And God didn't either. God was very gracious, merciful, and sovereign through a miscarriage. And now five years later, I don't necessarily want to, I can't say that I'm thankful that I lost a child, but I am thankful for how God used it in my life. Just experiencing that has totally made everything else. Anytime something bad happens, whenever I start to question why, I feel like I got a check in my heart, like a little Holy Spirit pride. That's, you know, like it's a reminder that all things work for our good and his glory. And now, even now, I mean, the world's crazy. Every month there's a new or every day, who knows? is something else that's new. And none of it's a surprise to God. And it didn't happen because I know you have, there's people that are like, oh, this is happening because we're not enough. We don't have enough faith or, you know, there's people, plenty of people I've seen use old, Old Testament scripture, like this is punishment and all of this. And I'm like, well, yeah, it could be, but that's uh, like, we don't know punishment yet. We can't. I mean, who are we to who are we to say what the mind of God is? I mean, he knows the end game. And we know that I mean, we know the end is him sitting on a throne and sin defeated, but all of the tiny ways to get there and big ways to get there, we don't 
understand. Thankfully, I think that that would be way too big of a burden for any of us to hold. But in God's just when we put our faith in him and we submit and understand we're not supposed to know and we're not in control, everything just becomes much freer and just, I don't know, it's just easier. Yeah. So Lacey, when you think about struggling with your faith, which is kind of what we're talking about in this episode, um, what does that look like for you and how do you remedy that? Most of the time, if I'm struggling with my faith, it's because I'm focused on myself and not on the Lord. Like I'm focusing on, you know, like my problems or how I'm going to fix them or all of the, all of the things. And sometimes, most of the time when that happens, it's because I've ignored my Bible for however many days. And it sometimes it's a reminder if I, I can, it happened a few days ago where I was just like struggling about something and I noticed that my Bible was in the same place that I had left it like days before, which is not where it goes, but it just was there. And it was like, uh-huh. It was a nice little, you know, Holy Spirit slap in the forehead. Like, oh, well, maybe you should stop focusing on your own solutions because there's and I'm always it's always something horrible that I'm thinking like just dumb, not horrible, just like woe is me. And I forget that because of my unbelief, if I had faith, you know, it just, a nice remedy is my friends. I have great friends that will, for real, just put me in my place about it. A friend of mine once, I I said something, I was hoping that I didn't say something wrong or like incorrect about um, a verse or something. And she was so blunt and... This has really stuck with me. But she was like, do you really think that even if you messed it up, do you think you're, you know, like good enough to thwart the plan of God? And I was like, man, that was such a gut check of just who am I putting on a higher pedestal? Is it me and my ideas or is it God's plan? And it was, you know, like Jesus could have just been like, oh, yeah, for truly, I tell you, Lacey. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Not that Jesus would say it that way. And it's so what our culture, like you said before, it's so what our culture tells us. You know, you're enough. You can do it. You can all the things that I just want to like roll my eyes at like so much. But but don't we believe it, though, half the time? Like, half the time, I'm like, sure, everybody knows that's not true. But then half the time, I'm like, but you know, I kind of got this over here. I got it. I'm kind of a boss lady. Oh, yeah. This Just this morning, a friend of mine and I were texting, and I was like, I repent because I feel like I'm idolizing my calendar and, like, control and planning all things. And, you know, I mean, there's a difference in idolizing the calendar and stewarding time and like being, you know, I need to know what my kids have to do, but I don't need to plan everything and think that I'm in control because if, if 2020 has taught me anything is that no, you cannot trust your calendar because who knows what's going to happen. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, there have been some major, major lessons from 2020, I would say, 
Yeah, I can't, I can't say amen to that enough. And God is in control. Number one, God is in control. And no matter how small or large our faith is, or how small or large we even think our faith is, like, we just have to have faith in the right thing. Which is Jesus. Yes, the right one, I should say. Like, God is sovereign. Good things. Uh, I think this verse, as much as we want to claim it and we want to have all of our problems fixed and we want to just be like, yes, Jesus is going to do this for me. Like if you really think about it and you really let it sink in, it really is about have like that. Jesus wants our faith. He doesn't, he doesn't want, you know, our works. He doesn't want our pretty things. He just wants that little bitty mustard seed that we can muster up and, and that that's the, the faith that is in him is what's important more than anything else. So however we get there, you know. Yes. I like that. I mean, the reminder of just like the disciples couldn't do it. And like we can't do, you can we can do nothing. We do nothing without. I mean, we do stuff like cause chaos in our world, in our hearts. But we do nothing fruitful without faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's another time when Jesus talks about things being impossible. Um, he talks about just a couple of chapters earlier in Matthew. He talks about how um, for the rich man, it's impossible, almost impossible to get into heaven. Right. And um, and the disciples are like, well, then who gets into heaven? And they're like, but nothing is impossible with God. With man, it's impossible with me. We got this. So I think that that's a good thing to kind of finish out this episode on. It's just this idea that really it's God. He's the one that's moving the mountains. He's the one that makes the impossible possible, you know, and we just need to put our trust in him. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lacey. I just appreciate your time. Thanks for joining with me today and God bless you. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.